towards those over there, but I, rather than force ourselves to speak up, <coughs> the invitation is for those in the back row to come and take some chairs and seats around here so that we can communicate at normal speaking level. That would be nice. I don't have any special request. No. no. Okay. Um, I'm just curious to uh, go maybe deeper yes. uh, about the ego. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, it's important, important, yeah. And are there any, I may ask, features or aspects of this formation coming together, we call it uh, ego, which are particularly relevant or important for you, or would you like to look at a more general way? Um, it might uh, be related to insights and thoughts and... To insights and thoughts, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I um, I misstep, I'm confused a little bit about yes. um, when I do have insights or thoughts. Yeah. I'm wondering, is it ego or? Oh, I see. Yeah, like I appreciate. Yeah. So, um, in the go on. Sorry, it just. Sometimes I'm wondering if the liberation, mm-hmm. you can use yes, that yes, word, yes. is the and the absence of ego mm-hmm. is the um, uh, mind um, the liberation of mind. I mean the vid. Yes. Uh, how do you say mind? Uh, empty mind. Sorry. Yeah. Um, the empty mind. Yeah. Empty. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, shall we just go back to th- three steps? And so, what I have in, in mind uh, here, your comment or question, there can be some insights and there can be thoughts, and there's some uncertainty or uh, doubt whether the ego is involved in all of that. Is that right? Would that be? Yes. Yes? And then we'll we'll look at the liberation. All right. So, feel free to say yes or or no. During the six days of being here together, Are there any <coughs> moments which stand out for you, which feels uh, this is an insight, meaning this is a bit more clear, mm-hmm. and out of that insight, 
insight or insights have come some thoughts about. Is there any moment or experience or time when something has stood out for you? This is where the yes or no comes. Would you like to speak about it or would you like to keep just where it is? It's entirely up to you. So your question is, during the six days, did they have some insights or thoughts? Yes, which, which, um, yes, which stand out, any, about anything, which experienced or sensed or listened to or observed, anything particularly that stands out. I'm not sure that I'm answering the question, but yes. the thing which comes. I actually, I, I feel like I, I had uh, many of, of, uh, of them, yes. many moments of uh, uh, really deep insights. Yes, lovely. Yeah. And. I was uh, just before um, the, the last meditation. Yes. I was uh, thinking that some sometimes it's too much. I mean, and that. Um, so. Yeah. And I I feel like I have um, I want <laughs> um, to be maybe more rest. Uh, yes. Yeah. To, to, so, is appreciate that. So, there's the rhythm of the days, mm-hmm. the mindfulness and the meditations. Mm-hmm. Then something comes a little more, more clear to you. Yes. Whatever that might be about, d- different things. And then there is some thought about. And is it the voice inside you now is saying? I need some rest in the mind from the thought about the insights. Yes, but actually, I'm not sure that I'm different. Um, that I make the different, the good differentiation between insight and thought, and oh. that might be the point. Yeah, good. Ah, I get it. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a good, really, because um, um, because maybe the insight comes from here sometimes yeah it comes the insight comes from the bottom yeah the deep <laughs> the deep yes and the thoughts comes from here the mind yeah and the ego might be ab- the thought about here uh, ah, right. and okay uh, so in the physical location <laughs> at the moment third enough so, as you say, sometimes something quite deep comes through. We, we see clearly, obvious uh, uh, to us, and the thought seems to be, so to speak, more in the in the head, as yes. as, as well. And 
that sometimes the deep can feel genuinely authentic, you know, it's, it's real. From your current understanding, could the mind with thought, without the deep, could the mind with just some thoughts communicate insights? So the insights which come here, which are visceral, with a certain kind of sensation, whatever. Mind may be more quiet in terms of thinking or thinking about. Mm-hmm. Could the mind which is just thinking about something also communicate an insight? I might say yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> How? Because we need to be open to the different directions of insight, you know, basically. Either in the days here, or in the exchange we're having right now, is there any sense with the thought world, what would tell you, I'm having some thoughts about, and this is, and there's an insight, and I'm having thoughts about, and I'm having thoughts about, and I'm having thoughts about, and there's no insight. What will communicate to you, because I agree, mm-hmm. thought can reveal. It's not like it's all bad news of the thought. It really can reveal. It really can be a great support. What will contribute to being clear about insightful thoughts rather than just thought, thought, thought. I think um, it's when I uh, I feel something um, quite maybe and. Um, about judgment, thoughts are about judgment about my insights. Yes, alright. So, or maybe when I feel some uncomfortable feelings, so or maybe yes. uncomfortable feelings. Alright. If I get the picture, yeah. you, you, you're, you're doing fine. The connection and the clarity is. Uh, I believe I can really hear your good voice here. So there's some thoughts there. Mm -hmm. There is, with the stream of thoughts, there is enough receptivity to pick up if if there's something, some feeling element supporting the thought, comfortable or uncomfortable. And that meeting of the feeling and the stream of thoughts can contribute to some clarity about what is happening and therefore it's insightful. Yeah. As you're speaking, mm-hmm. I felt like 
the thoughts when they keep uh, going on mm -hmm. it's when because either I'm um, it's comfortable thoughts so I continue them because yes. it's really um, um, uh, good uh, feelings. feeling about it yes or uh, it's uncomfortable thoughts yeah. and so I keep nourishing yes. them because I want them to stop uh, yes. being uncomfortable all right the clarity of what you just described is an insight it's seeing clearly so there are certain feelings which trigger the thoughts and they keep continuing there are certain feelings which unpleasant ones which trigger the thoughts and they keep continuing so there is a clarity about that is there enough power in the clarity in either case that the whole that the thoughts under the influence of the pleasant or the not pleasant unpleasant there's enough power that brings uh, an end to that sequence There is the theoretical answer and the practical answer. Practical, please. Okay. <laughs> so the practical, usually I tell myself mm -hmm. I am nothing or I don't exist or my thoughts don't exist or there is, um, I'm, I'm, but it's still with my thoughts. But with my thoughts, mm. I'm trying to uh, uh, feel. Mm. So to be, to come back, to be here, mm -hmm. um, uh, dissolving, like uh, uh, vanishing, mm -hmm. all is coming up like yes. this is nothing, and it it has no importance. No. When there is, but this is thought. Eh? But this is thought, and it's yes. Thought. The analogy which is uh, uh, used here, we have um, a thorn, you know what a thorn is, in the hand, like the rose and the thorn, you know, the sharp. Ah. Mm -hmm. okay. There's a thorn, and it sticks in the hand, mm -hmm. it's there. One takes another thorn mm. and gets it out. So there's the feeling, the stream of thinking. One wishes this to come to an end. It's nothing, it's not going anywhere, it isn't very helpful. There could be what might be the thought which is more powerful than the stream of thinking. What would give support to that thought? So there's, there's a, the thorn, one's taking another thorn, it's similar, mm -hmm. squeeze it out. What kind of thought could we apply to put a break on thought? What would you apply? Yeah. 
the other the other side. Going, yes. Which sometimes I do actually. Yes. Which is, wow, you're doing a great job, <laughs> but this is, you know, like um, it, it's not that um, uh, you it doesn't exist or blah no. blah blah as I've just said, but the opposite, like it's uh, it's great because uh, it's good inside or blah. But this is thoughts about judgment, and it's yes. still nourishing. Nourishing them. them. All right. Does it answer the question? 50%. <laughs> <laughs> There's a sort of feeling and the, <laughs> and the thought which is uh, m- um, moving along. What would tell you if the thought about is helpful, true, clear, even if the thought still continues, but you have a thought about the thought, mm-hmm. which is helpful, true, and clear. And what would tell you a th- the thought about is ego thinking? What would tell you the difference? Ego is about me, myself, and I, so it's when I try to push me up, uh, pull yeah. me up or push me down. Right. Trying to, yeah. Right. Lovely. Okay. Yeah. So, the I c- could be just descriptive, no ego. Mm-hmm. Oh. These feelings arose, they're influenced of thinking, and there's an extension of the thinking. I'm, this is what I am experiencing. Completely unproblematic. Normal response in wise use of I. So the thought, exactly as you said, which has got some investment, which is a habit, and it might swing to building oneself up or putting oneself down uh, there. And then that is putting more wood on the fire. It's extending the the, uh, extension. And as you said a little earlier, it's kind of judgmental. What's going to dissolve the reactive thought? Reactive means it's just repeating itself. What's going to change that to a bare description and therefore hasn't got this kind of, as we call it, uh, uh, self, I, me, my, in it. What what would make a difference for you? Or it does make a difference. Yeah. It's when I take some distance from it and I can see... Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I can feel and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. The feeling level is important uh, with this one. Always, of course. But taking a distance from. 
does it feel like cutting oneself off from? No. So what would taking a distance from fine and valid how it's a difficult question. How would you know that how would that show that you're just making it some distance from this sequence of pleasant feeling, unpleasant streaming, some reactivity called uh, I mean my putting up, putting down. And as you say, I agree, I'm completely with you. You need to take some distance, like I said today, have some space around, it's the same thing. What would tell you you're making some space around, not withdrawing and de- cutting oneself off. Mm-hmm. It's when I feel um, the energy more in the button and yeah. more on the earth, mm-hmm. feeling um, some space here. Yeah. All right. So and really let's actually. I can really feel the difference with when my head is really walking on. It's like it's yeah, here, it's really right. here. And no, nice, precious, precious. So exactly as you said, it's a really um, insightful and fine point. To sometimes it needs a shift away from thinking and and the thinking about either clear thinking or agitated thinking, building up, putting down. Two, moving away from that mental world, often, as you point out, in the head, it's often that. Two, energies. Two, being deeper down in the body, uh, uh, there. So you're not cutting it off, but enabling the opportunity to experience more, more deeply, to, to feel the energy and the being um, uh, grounded. When your inner world is quiet, therefore not the stream, pleasant or unpleasant, not finding that space uh, in response to the extreme, which is clarity or reaction, which is uh, old habit. And that's not the priority for you. What's the uh, sense of your experience when you're not in that? When I'm not in the stream yeah. of the thoughts. Not in the stream of the thoughts, nor in the relationship to them. So all that world is rather quiet. It's not really present for you. What would you say then? I feel uh, completely um, connected to the hour. To the the outer world. Yeah. Right. yeah. I feel like um, I'm not one entity, but yeah. like as you said uh, earlier, like 
particles and the vibration. Mm. And, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, when out of the the world, in a way there are many worlds, so one world is the world of thinking, feeling, and everything that you described, and sometimes we're out of that world, and then that expands out, there is a sense of connectedness, and interconnectedness, and, and, and an expanded sense of things, and the cellular life, and much, much uh, more. Does that sit with you um, at times and walk with you and stand with you? Quite, um, quite soon. <laughs> there are thoughts like, "Oh, that's really good," or yeah. "Oh, that's uh, yeah. oh, including that's that." It. <laughs> All right. The, 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 the appreciations, yeah. that's good, that's it, etc., are <laughs> uh, genuinely healthy. Um, it's uh, a short statement of the fact. It's not being, hopefully, not being used to build up self importance or whatever. It's just, oh, yes, of course. And the connectedness there, there's a quiet uh, joy. And even when you were speaking it, the smile and the humour and the happiness was coming out of you even as you shared it which is also precious the connectedness when it's open and spacious in the way that you described a kind of bigger world we might, might, might say what else is to be acknowledged, seen what insights might come from that expansion. So there's the appreciation of the experience. But there's lots of opportunity for lots of insights as well. Yes. say and when is that absence of ego but mm. um, it's, it's too intellectual uh, I mean when is insight is the the fact that This intercognitiveness, yes. mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and that I'm I'm not separated from. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, related to the ego, it, there is something about it, but I don't know how to. No, it's, it's genuinely hard <laughs> to articulate to and express. express. <laughs> very, 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 very. Uh, difficult. It's a a different kind of challenge. And it's not so much in the words or the descriptions there, but it's in the 
interesting, it's in the feeling tone and it's in the curiosity and all of that coming out of you. And there is something about just being here and now mm-hmm. and not trying to reach something, so mm. not trying to reach not having ego or yes. not trying to right. reach the co- that um, feeling of being uh, intercognited. Or yes, so. precious. Right. And also really important um, uh, uh, insight here. So very easily <coughs> with the ego and the self and the restriction is wanting to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. There might be some there's the kind of break, let's call it for a moment, of all the, the ego activity. Mm-hmm. <coughs> then there's that sense of the web of life, the interconnectedness which is there, and then that sense of uh, presence with more depth to it says, oh, that this expanse also includes the ego. It's also an event which is taking place. And, and just sometimes ego, kind of metaphorically, is like uh, the clouds covering up the sun or, or whatever it might, might be. So it's not that the ego, because it's just a compound, it's just a, a friction, really has the power to block interconnectedness and the expanse. It does seem that sometimes when we're very much identified with it, mm-hmm. that's all we can feel and think and, and, and see. But then, oh yes, of course, the clouds pass by the sun. So in the, the days here, is the gen- finally, is the general sense of the exploring that you described in the first part, the sharing together, and then this expanse and that coming in, which is truly inclusive. Final question. They're all difficult ones. Why is it important I mean you, you said already in a way why is it important to include the ego in the immensity of things in the interconnectedness in the web of life why is it important for us to include Because we are not Buddhas, so we have. <laughs> because we're not Buddhas. <laughs> we do have. Uh, Go on, nice one. Go on. That's uh, how we are, and that's. Um, and 
Yeah, because the absence of ego actually is uh, the liberation, but it's Buddha and we are not, so right. it's who, who we are and how we are and, and yeah. Yeah, can I just refer to the Buddha since sure, you brought sure. up the Buddha for a moment? In the um, insightfulness of the teachings, he expressed uh, ex- pretty well exactly the same as you just expressed. You probably wouldn't know this, but you did. So, the view was one had to exhaust all of one's ego, all of it, and only then one could be liberated. This is the common view. And he changed that whole conception, that whole belief, that whole idea, and said a human being genuinely can know the expanse, interconnectedness, freedom or whatever and still have some obstructions still have some hindrances still have some ego and things to work out and work on etc etc so one that means the ego doesn't have the power to deny the other that's the teaching so there's what the expansion might call it Buddha mind or Buddha consciousness if you like that language and, and sometimes the ego is hardly in play and sometimes oh, constructed uh, together but it doesn't have the power to block anything and as you just said it is to be included. This is a Buddha insight. And might I just add? Go on, please do anything you wish. And also to answer to your question, why shouldn't we uh, suppress the ego, or why shouldn't? Uh, it's because it would be um, ego uh, requests. Yeah, five star. Absolutely. So, there is the expanse, all the different languages, that infinity, immense, the profound interconnectedness, in many ways to talk about that sense of untrapped, unconstructed, un whatever. And it would be ego trying to get rid of the ego. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Voila. Exactly. Exactly. But <laughs> that's what I tell to myself and that is uh, but I'm sorry, but uh, sometimes during uh, when when I'm trying to uh, when I, I see when I ha- um, 
when I see what's happening with the ego and yeah. nah, nah, mm. I say to myself, oh, it's okay uh, to see that because mm. it's what's happening and yes, uh, if okay. I would have, uh, if I wanted something else, it would be ego-centered and blah, mm. and the thoughts are, yeah. you know. It, 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 I agree, it really can happen. So, yeah, come to that, back to that word uh, I was using the other evening about authority or about power. So, there can be a scene of the uh, uh, ego, it can be some reactiveness against it, so there's a loop. There's the ego and then it reacting on itself and it perpetuates, it has a certain continuity. So the view, to see it clearly, and if there's enough understanding and experience of the expanse, there's the opportunity to see this clearly without the ego feeding it, because one really knows this ego is a small wave in the great ocean of life. If you forget the expanse, which is easy to do, of course we do, um, then it's easy to get lost in that. So sometimes it's just the quiet seeing it, this is ego, it's a bit of memory, it's an old habit, it's a bit clinging and involvement in I and my, it's putting myself up, it's putting myself down, that's the ego, one sees it, that's all it is, it's kind of empty as well, and the sense of that in its fading and dissolving starts to reveal the ocean. And then you go, ah, it's not reactivity, it's wise response. Enough? Thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> Have a, a quiet minute together, please.